When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet, and he begged him repeatedly, My little girl is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him. And a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. And she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? Jesus looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then Jesus took them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Jesus took her by the hand and said to her, Kum, which means, little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this, they were overcome with amazement. Jesus strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. John Lennon of the Beatles once said, Life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. Life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. So true, right? Like my friends who thought for years that their family was complete. And then when their youngest was eight years old, oops, another baby came along. Or other 
friends who last week started their much-anticipated 14-day vacation with their brand-new truck and their brand-new RV, only to have that truck break down a few hours into their vacation. And so they spent the very first night in their new RV camped in the parking lot of a car dealership. Or someone, I don't know who, in her 50s, thinking she was probably going to be single forever, meeting a man, falling in love, and getting married. Of course, we were all busy making other plans back in 2020 when COVID happened. Life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. Well, in our gospel today, Jesus was busy making plans. After he had a heartbreaking encounter with a man named Jairus, Jairus was a man with some clout, a leader of the synagogue. He held a powerful and respected position. But Jairus was also a father. And it was out of fatherly love that he now was on his knees in front of Jesus, begging Jesus to come to his house and heal his daughter, who was so sick that she was near death. Well, hearing Jairus' plea, Jesus gets busy making plans. Plans to go to Jairus' house, make his way through the crowd to heal the little girl. And then life happens. Jesus is delayed. A woman who has been sick for 12 years has her own plan to sneak up behind Jesus and touch his clothes without anyone knowing, hoping that that secret touch will be enough to heal her. And her plan works. But the healing wasn't a secret to Jesus. And he wants to know who touched him. The woman confesses she receives a confirmation from Jesus of her healing. Jesus basically gives her her life back and sends her on her way in peace. The encounter with the woman was a very worthy detour for Jesus to take. But it takes time away from his plans to hurry to Jairus' house to heal his daughter. And during that short delay, the girl died. And word comes to Jairus, why bother Jesus now? There's nothing more that can be done. But Jesus still makes plans to go to Jairus' house. I wonder what kind of plans Jairus was making at that point as he trudged along with Jesus. Plans to call the funeral director. Plans to let his extended family know that his beloved daughter is dead. Plans for how to comfort his grieving wife. Well, whatever plans Jairus was making, when Jesus and his entourage arrive at his house, life happens. Not just life. But literally, life. Jesus goes to the dead little girl's bedroom. He takes her by the hand and raises her up. 
Life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. Now, as followers of Jesus, this story should not surprise us. We should know that life is what happens whenever Jesus shows up. I mean, did you notice in the story that whether life was going according to plan or there was a disruption, Jesus was there? And I think that is one of the big takeaways for us in this story. Jesus was there. Jesus was there for Jairus and his daughter, and Jesus was there for the woman with the flow of blood. In other words, there is enough Jesus to go around. There was an abundance of healing power available. Jesus cared for the woman who was penniless because she had spent all that she had on doctors trying to get well. And Jesus was there for Jairus, a man of position and probably means. Jesus cared for them all. This story assures us that no matter where you may find yourself on the continuum of poverty or wealth or health or sickness or gender or age or power or vulnerability, Jesus has time for you. Jesus shows up for you. Jesus cares about you. When you pray, Jesus hears you. When you feel lost, Jesus finds you. When you are lonely, Jesus is there with you. There is enough Jesus to go around for everyone in this room, everyone watching online, everyone in this world. There is an abundance of Jesus. He does not have to pick and choose who he will care for. Jesus cares for you. He shows up. And when Jesus shows up, life happens. a friend of mine got fired from her job. There had been some changes in leadership where she worked, and it was decided that my friend's position would be eliminated. It was messy. There were mixed messages about why she was being let go. Things were not communicated well. There was bad feelings on every side. My friend struggled for months about what to do next. She was in her early 50s. She was depressed. She was trying to discern her path forward. She prayed a lot. Well, for a long time in her life, she had felt a nudging from the Holy Spirit to consider becoming a pastor. So in this time of transition, she opened her heart to that possibility and felt herself being pulled more and more in that direction. Long story short, she enrolled in the seminary, and a few months ago she was ordained and is now serving a congregation. The last time I talked to her, she was absolutely glowing. And she said to me, I should have done this years ago, because I think this is what I was meant to do. It all started when she got fired. Life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. 
So look, I don't know what kind of plans you might be making. But there is a strong possibility that at some point life may happen and disrupt those plans. And this disruption may be challenging or it may be joyful. I mean, Cyrus experienced the death of his child. The woman with the flow of blood suffered a chronic disease. My friend got fired from her job. I mean, we don't necessarily put any of these things into our plans, but they happen. I mean, you probably all could tell me a story of when you were busy making plans and life happened. But in each of those stories, including your story, God's redemptive power is at work. Maybe a question to ask when life happens is, Jesus, how are you showing up for me right now? Jesus, how are you caring for me in the midst of what is happening? Holy Spirit, how are you nudging me? God, what plans do you have for me now moving forward? In the midst of all of our planning, Jesus shows up. And when Jesus shows up, life happens. There's enough Jesus to go around, an abundance of healing power. I mean, think about it. Even when the world's plan, the world's plan for Jesus was crucifixion, life still happened. There was resurrection. There is always resurrection. So I would say, go ahead and make your plans. Whether they turn out or not, Jesus will be right there with you, bringing you the gift of life. 